Welcome to Just Sayin', a podcast produced by and recorded at Tri-State Worship Center. Now your host, Pastor Terry Wagner. Hey, welcome to the next episode of the Just Sayin' podcast, podcast of Tri-State Worship Center in South Point, Ohio. We're excited to have you with us. We have in the studio some special people, one being Holly Schneider. What's up? What's up? Good morning, evening, uh, afternoon. We're at whatever time they're listening it's, to this. Yes, good good of all those. Yeah, good. <laughs> hey, good of all those. <laughs> uh, Holly's kind of hanging with us. Uh, uh, we also have with us Tyler Staten, who is the sound magician. Hey. And you're going to make that sound really cool, aren't you? You're going to be like lots of reverb and cloud. Hey. Crowd. Probably not. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, I, I you mean, know what? Just for you. You'll I do will. it. Thank you. Tyler Satan. Yeah, exactly. But a bunch yeah. of crowd noise like he's in a big stadium or something. Boo. Yeah. Boo. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. <laughs> and then today we have a special guest with us. He is a new pastor in the South Point area. His name is Ryan Byers, and uh, we're going to talk to him in just a minute. But uh, the whole purpose of season six of this podcast is to look at ministry of the church through the lens of scripture and, and what we want to do is interview different people that are in different ministries and kind of just get their story, find out who they are, where they came from and what they're doing. And uh, that's kind of what we've been doing the first several episodes. We're going to continue that for about five more episodes, I think. And, uh, and I, I hope what it does is encourage people to understand that uh, being part of the kingdom, being part of the Christendom, if you will, is not just going to church and singing a few songs, but it's actually getting plugged in somewhere, doing something in the ministry, e- even when you don't feel like you you may be qualified, you may be equipped, the, the church, a local church should be able to find those ministry gifts that you have, plug you in somewhere and use you. And so we just kind of exploring that. Get uh, you off your Southern hemisphere. Yes. I love the way you said it. Or as our uh, pastor said yesterday. What did he say? I know you really like that chair. Yes, I did say that. <laughs> the Lord did not let you come here just to sit in that chair. Um, we'll see who comes back next week. Yeah, that was that was a rough one. Wait a minute, but but it needed. Good. But it was needed. good and yeah, needed, absolutely. 100%. Don't t- don't give away all my secrets. Sorry. I mean, he's a visiting pastor. Come on. <laughs> all right. Well, let me introduce Ryan Byers. I met Ryan. I don't know six months ago. Probably, um, and, and I'm not going to. I'm not going to try to tell your story. I want you to tell your story. But there was. A, I would just want to say there was just this kindred spirit that just kicked off right from the very, very beginning. And um, I, I, I'll be 64 in a couple weeks. What? Yeah, I know. I know. Do, what, and, September second. September second. Another thing you said in your sermon yesterday. I did twice. I told people to mark it down. <laughs> if he if he makes it till September, I'll be married. <laughs> I, mean, I was just thinking you'd be alive. Oh. 40? <laughs> five years? <laughs> You'll still be alive. That'd be great. 45. 45 years. Yeah, 45 years. Yeah. Uh, we, we were praying around the schools uh, a couple weeks ago, and, and, and Ryan and his wife, and I think a couple of kids were there, and uh, me and Zay, uh, Holly's uh, son, my grandson, was walking around the building, and... Uh, as we were getting ready to finish our lap, Ryan and his wife were walking by, and I thought he said something about cutting the butter, and he was saying, I love you, brother. 
<laughs> and, and that's uh, when Ryan learned you can't yes, hear. That's when he that's when he just started talking louder to me for some reason. I don't really know why. I don't understand it. Your hearing's really bad. <laughs> I'm but, working on what'd it. What'd you say about butter? I'm a mathematician. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking uh, about Master's Commission one day. Yeah. We were at dinner. You were yeah, there. Yeah, I was there. And he's sitting there, and he look, I can tell he's not paying attention to me. And I'm like, you're not even listening. He goes, I am listening. You were a mathematician. <laughs> Close. Started with an M. This, this podcast is not about me. Sorry. <laughs> even though my brother Ronnie was in last night, and I went and met him at Wendy's, and him and his wife were there, and... His wife sat down next Took to me. Took him to a fancy dinner at Wendy's. I dinner. didn't take him. That was their choice. I didn't. Ta- you went all out. Sorry. I'm, you told me to talk more. I'm try- <laughs> can I finish my story? Yes. Hey, don't, you don't have to get the $5 biggie bag. You can get the $6 biggie bag. My brother was sitting across from my sister-in-law, and I couldn't, I didn't see who she was talking to. I thought she was talking to me, and... What I heard was, how's your family? And I said, they're good. They're really good. She goes, what do you think I said? (laughs) I said, you asked how my family was. She said, no, I was asking him, how's your sandwich? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, we can laugh about it. It's all right. Anyway, Ryan. Uh, we're glad to have you with us. Uh, thankful that not only we, here... We apologize for this first well, five minutes. Where you been? Where you been? It's kind of what we do. <laughs> the first few minutes of the podcast is usually us just rambling. Friendly talk. banter. Banter. Yes, back and forth. And I'm usually the target <laughs> for some reason. I don't understand why. I couldn't understand why. I, it's crazy. I don't understand why they're doing it. So... All right, uh, Ryan, uh, take a minute. Just introduce yourself. Kind of just tell us where you're from. Uh, tell us about your family. Tell us about uh, any educational things, jobs. Just just tell us about yourself. Yeah. Um, I am a Buckeye through and through. Boo. Uh, Boo. I mean, yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I grew up in central Ohio. I was an hour east of Columbus. Um, so I've been in the central Ohio area mm-hmm. uh, my whole life. And... Um, about oh, let's see, 2007 is when I gave my life to Christ. Cool. I was not a church raised kid at all. No, um, and I, I tell people that a lot. You don't have to be church raised to know Jesus now. There you uh, go. Amen. Find him right where you're at. Yeah, and uh, and that's what happened. Um, I can look back on my life and see where God uh, was there the whole time. Uh, my wife and her family were planted in the church in the Nazarene Church. Uh, very strong roots and. And uh, I was the heathen trying to date the mm-hmm. date her. So, yeah. um, you know, 2007, I gave my life to Christ. Everything was great, but I didn't get planted. And uh, that's one of those things that it's heartbreaking to see now, uh, mm-hmm. now that I'm on the other side of it. And uh, I think that uh, also helps me to sit there and say, I know what you're doing and going through. Mm-hmm. But uh, 2007, I backslid. I went back into the world. Uh, you know, I couldn't even read what the, the letters on the church said anymore. So... Um, gave my life back to Christ in 2016 uh, at my lowest moment. Um, I had two kids at the time, and um, just everything was spiraling out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, 2016, I heard the, the audible voice of Christ calling me back, t- telling me that he's been waiting for me. Wow. And, uh, and uh, shortly after that, we had our third and final child, Keith. And so I've got three. I've got a... Uh, 
young lady that is in middle school and mm-hmm. two boys that are in elementary school. Mm-hmm. My wife, Brittany, of 15 years, just completed nursing school. So uh, that's all been part of this journey. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really took up the, uh, the call to ministry back in, I say, 2018. I really want to say I felt the, the voice of God in 2017. But one, one of those things that uh, when you hear that you're called to preach, mm-hmm. I tried everything I could to run away from it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you okay. know. Oh, so your name's Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> Middle name Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Jonah Byers. Thank you for being with us. Oh, today. but it has been quite a journey. Um, you know, I was, I was in a, a very structured uh, environment at a multi-million dollar company. I was working my way up the chain, and God was sitting there saying, you're going to be a pastor. I'm like, yeah, you're wrong, guy. <laughs> this, this, you're talking to the wrong guy. Yeah, Lord, I'm working hard for the money right now. <laughs> uh, I, I've told the people at South Point Naz that, hey, my, my goal was always to, to go to South Carolina and North Carolina, and that was my next step in the journey. And you broke down here on the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not too, it's not too far from oh, that story. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, I, I answered the call in, in 2000. I finally accepted it completely 100% in 2019. That's mm-hmm. when I said, all right, God, um, you know, we'd been through a church hurt, actually. Mm-hmm. And I thought um, the church hurt happened in January of 2019. Uh, and my wife uh, was just verbally attacked in the church. Mm-hmm. And really, it just, I, that that was my moment of, all right, I don't have to do this. <laughs> I even told God, I was like, your people hurt me. Yeah. You hurt my family. I don't have to do this. And and thank God the uh, the Holy Spirit is very uh, convincing mm-hmm. and ever persistent. And in 2019 in April, my wife and I were at a uh, Casting Crowns concert in Indianapolis. Hey, great place, great place. Been there before, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the the Holy Spirit and the voice of God was just overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And He said, "I've been waiting for you." And wow. that was the moment that I walked out of those doors and said, "All right, God, I'm all in. Whatever you want." Wow. And it just, it lined up. I answered the call to my first church in Dresden, Ohio in 2020. Uh, Did you have any Longenberger baskets in your church? <laughs> if they were, <laughs> they were tossed. Okay. <laughs> like, you, like, this is the fact that you know that just makes you seem like a complete nerd. No, that I knew that Longenberger's <laughs> yes. in Dresden? Uh, That's yes. because I played golf in Dresden. And it's There's also a thing because... in the past, but Longenberger Golf Course. There yes. you go. I played yes. there once. Okay, but uh, being a brand new pastor, it was awfully awkward coming in in the middle of COVID, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, right at yeah. the middle, it was just, wow. It was t- terrible timing, but good timing at the same time. Um, small church, wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Um, but last summer, uh, well, now that we're ending this summer, last summer I could feel God stirring, saying, "Hey, something new's on the horizon." Um, I was still working at this other company. I had an office uh, location down here in Portsmouth, Ohio. And uh, I, I try to be as sensitive as I can to the Holy Spirit. And one day he showed me that South Point, Ohio, existed. I had never been in this area in my entire life. What is and this place? <laughs> I actually felt that when I went into the roundabout. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think we missed it. We got to okay. turn back around. Yeah. We keep going around in circles here. I don't understand. <laughs> the Holy Spirit told me that there was a church open in South Point. And uh, 
I said, all right. So I looked it up and did my research, and yep, sure enough, there's a Nazarene church that has an opening. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit said, I want you to go pray for them. Wow. And I'm like, okay, I'll pray for them, but I'm I'm not coming down here. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you thinking again? <laughs> I'll visit <laughs> one, two days tops, and I'm out. And, and, and even if it does feel like the belly of a big fish, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> and I did. I pulled into that parking lot, and uh, God said something's missing here. And I didn't know what that was at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I prayed over the parking lot. I prayed over the church. I said, Lord, I don't even know these people. Yeah. Just uh, have your way. And I know they need a shepherd. Lead them the mm-hmm. shepherd that you want. And that was probably July. And, uh, again, I'm I'm stirred, but I, I, I'm saying, God, I'm not coming to South Point. I don't right. know this place. I right. don't know what you're doing. And uh, here in October last year, God said, I'm releasing you from Dresden. And I'm like, okay, now now what's going on? It was an unknown season. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mentor at the time said, hey, I want you to pray on this church. And I'm like, okay, I'll pray on the church. And he's like, it's in South Point, Ohio. Like, you're, you're kidding, right? <laughs> already prayed for that. Yeah. I've already it. done this. Check that off. We'll yeah. do something else. What else you got? Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> so my wife and I, we, we feverently prayed and, and she actually knew that we were coming here before I did. I was like, you know what? Uh, okay. She told me she's like, with tears in her eyes she, in she December. Was scheming with God. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could go on about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she, with tears in her eyes, she said, we're going to be in South Point, Ohio. And we did the whole interview process and we did the meet and greet with the whole entire church. And, and all along, we're shaking hands and saying, hey, it'd be great if this works out but Mm -hmm. it's like all along i knew god was saying you're going to be there and so in february of this year i got to meet you my very first day coming into south point ohio as being a south point person and i get to sit next to you at a pastor's (laughs) outing how lucky were you you? Uh, what can i say was this at snack shack no, actually, it was at C3. C3 yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He said, this guy must know where Longenberger baskets are made. Oh, <laughs> we'll have something in common. Oh, but it is. it has been a weird season. Yeah. Um, my wife and kids finished school up in Dresden, so mm-hmm. for the most part, uh, I stayed down here by myself until the weekends. Oh, wow, yeah. And so it's just been aw- awkward. Um, and, and I know, I know. Your story yeah. is literally... I mean, it almost is verbatim. Yeah. What, what we did. We've talked about that. That's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like literally everything he keeps saying. I'm like, this I started, is weird. I started, <laughs> I started with the, the call, you know, to go to West Virginia to hunting. I was like, I, no, I'm not going to West Virginia. I'm from Indiana. You could hear the banjos right. playing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm thinking, what I know, what I'm thinking, I don't no, no, no. Um, and, and I mean, just so many parallels, so many church hurts, all the whole nine yards. I mean, it, it's, and, and I have to correct what I just said because recently somebody said, well, you know, I'm, I don't go to church anymore because the church hurt me. Well, the church never hurt anybody. Right, people hurt people, mm-hmm. but church never hurt anybody. So quit using that excuse. Uh, but yeah, there's there's just so many, and and again, maybe that's the connection that we have so many parallels. But I, I want to backtrack for just a second, and, and if you can, uh, that that season where you had stepped away, but yet your wife kind of hung in there. Hmm. Well, just t- there might be somebody that'll listen to this podcast that their uh, marital relationship might be in that very kind of situation. Just yeah. speak to that. Um, 
I use her. I thank God for her, obviously, but I use her a lot, uh, especially in that that aspect of your faithfulness to God means something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, at first it was probably kids were addling. My oldest was still toddler and my, my middle child was a baby. And I remember that we were living in the world, living for the world. Mm -hmm. Um, her grandparents are our spiritual pillars and they, grandma or Brittany likes to call her mamaw. She, uh, she picked the kids up for Sunday one day and she's like, these kids are going to be in church. Mm -hmm. And that's all Brittany needed. Um, maybe a few weeks later, Brittany's going, every single Sunday. And that is the, uh, her faithfulness is what brought me back, mm-hmm. um, gave me an opportunity to know who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And I, you see it, I see it, that there are many spouses that are going alone at it. And I try to encourage them that it just takes one time. Right. It takes one encounter with Jesus. And, uh, and I'll even, I even tell people, I'm the one that guilted her. Uh, you know, like you're really going to go to church and, you know, I've worked all week and mm-hmm. this is our weekend to spend together yeah. and you're going to go to church. And guess what? She went to church. Yeah. yeah. She loved Jesus that much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, I, I'll tell you this because it, it's just, I would go to church every now and then just to appease her. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I've, I've checked that box for the month. I'm mm-hmm. good. And, uh, I loved football. I always, if it was NFL season, I was skipping church to watch football. And that Sunday that I rededicated myself was unlike any other. I hate being late to things. Uh, try to be punctual. My mm-hmm. dad always taught me that. And uh, for some reason, I, well, I know now it was the Holy Spirit, but it was drawing me to church that day. Mm-hmm. And I got a flat tire on my way into church. And normally that would have sent me back home like, man, I'm not showing up. And I even argued like with God, even though the Holy Spirit, I wasn't talking too much to it at the time. I argued, I was like, I'm not going. And he kept dragging me like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be 15 minutes late. And I literally, they're in there worshiping and I'm walking in and I don't want people staring at me. All right. And lo and behold, that was the message that said, hey, I've been waiting for you. I'll forgive you and come home. And so my wife, I attribute a lot to her because she is the one that said, even if you're not going to go, I'm going to follow Jesus. Yeah. And our kids are going to know them. And I tell people that all the time. If you are the only one to go in your family, go. Yeah. Note to self, we need to have his wife on the podcast. Yes. (laughs) Next guest. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and and you're right. And and that's why I wanted you to share that is because I really feel like that there probably are people, at least a couple that will listen to this when it's released and, and are going through very, very similar mm-hmm. type of situation. And so it, it's good to hear that uh, sometimes perseverance is really what we need to do. We need to hang in there, even if we are the only one, whether it's the husband or the wife, or in some cases, maybe it's only kids who say, listen, we, we need to go to church. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and to see, you know, how you were uh, with the Lord and then away from the Lord and then go through that season and be where you're at now. Just, just that in and of itself is a, a tremendous testimony to people who think, well, you know, the Lord can never use me, mm-hmm. right? Because I did this or because I was away, or and, and I just think it's awesome. Um, 
Share with us just like when you when you came to South Point, you went to South Point uh, Nazarene First Church of the Nazarene. Sorry, um, it, what what was that experience like? I mean, how did your first Sunday uh, as their pastor and 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 what? Uh, the first Sunday was wonderful, mm-hmm. absolutely wonderful. Um, there was confirmation of the Spirit. Hey, you're right where I want you to be. And then it became even more evident that we were right where he wanted to be because, of course, Satan's going to attack when he doesn't like what he sees. Um, my wife, again, was going back to Zanesville, and uh, the very first Sunday, everything's great. We're on a spiritual high. We're like, this is, this is it. And her very first night going back, she gets into a car accident. Oh, no. And it's like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And it just felt like for the next three or four weeks, Satan was attacking every bit. And I looked at one of the congregants and I said, if something good is on the horizon, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be fighting this hard. And uh, the people have been loving. Uh, the people have made us feel like family. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'd look all around. And never being in South Point, Ohio in my entire life, it's the most beautiful place I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's the center of God's will. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and there's not a better place to be. I mean, e- even if what's going on around you is shaking and falling, if you know that that's where you need to be, <clears throat> there's not a better place to be. And and I again, I, I have felt that we've been here 20 years. It'll be 20 years in in November, and there's been a couple times, you know, when the human side of who I am would say, oh. Man, it might be time to check out. But then then to be able to see God just do incredible things and know that you're right where you're supposed to be, it just it gives a, a confidence of knowing that, you know, I, I this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is where I'm supposed to be. And just knowing that uh, that part of your story just convinces me even more and more and more that, you know, obviously this is this is the place where you need to be. What what do you um I mean, tell me what you think, what, what's your vision for not just the, the Nazarene Church, but for South Point? Um, well, let's, let's start local uh, at the church. You know, I think um, not, not, I don't want to use the term rebuilding, but uh, new growth, though. Um, you know, uh, I, I like to say since I was an unchurched kid, I can look at both sides of things and... Uh, Doing the same old, same old doesn't always have to, <laughs> it gets mundane mm-hmm. after time. And uh, I'll, I'll share this with you that I said I know now what God said was missing at that church. And and I know the future has a family life center. Mm. And and what, because I, even when I did the interview there, I, I told them, I said, you guys, good, bad, or indifferent, you might not want me to be your pastor, but God's telling me that this is what you guys mm-hmm. need. And it's an outreach center. It's not for the church. It's for the community. Right. Um, but I think that there's a fire that needs to be started in South Point. And mm-hmm. from there, it'll reach the tri-state. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love, like, I love my very first interaction was that Tuesday. I literally drive in and I get in almost at noon and I'm with a bunch of pastors from all different denominations. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's not about the name on the door. It is, but it isn't because the name on the door needs to be Jesus. Right, and right. And I think, yeah, you're going to uh, put some cl- insert applause. <laughs> you know, and I don't, <laughs> I don't think you ever had a chance to meet Larry Madcalf. I don't think Larry. That was Larry's heart was unity in the body of Christ, and and Larry, 
kind of, he put a light on that scripture about, you know, there's several parts in the body and, and the ear can't say to the eye, I have no need of. And, and Larry didn't, he didn't look at that on a local level. He, he wasn't looking at that like, okay, people at Tri-State Worship Center working mm-hmm. together. He looked at it on a, a global, really a global level, but uh, the, the micro part of that was the Tri-State area that, you know, South Point First Church of the Nazarene is a part of the body. Tri-State Worship Center is a part of the body. C3 is part of the body. Burlington Baptist is a part. Yes. And that body is Christ's body. And and I, I guess I just never looked beyond that scripture describing the local church. But really, it's the body of Christ. Tri-State yes. Worship Center is not the body of Christ. It's part of the body of We're Christ. We're a, a big toe, maybe. Yeah, or maybe, <laughs> or, a, little, uh, or maybe a little toenail. True. <laughs> You gotta have it, but a part of the body, yeah, nonetheless. Absolutely, and when you and and when any of those parts are missing, it yeah. you know it's dysfunctional. dysfunctional. It's not absolutely. functional. It's dysfunctional, and and uh, it's interesting to, to hear that it really isn't about. And I get it. Listen, we we are a Church of God out of Cleveland, Tennessee. We're Pentecostal, and and that's that's who we Fuck. are. <laughs> Send us merch. merch. <laughs> <laughs> International Church of God, are you listening? Um, but, but you know, whether it's the Nazarene Methodist, Jamie Mosley over there at the Methodist yeah. Church, Trent down here at the C3, I mean, uh, we're all trying to do the same thing, and that is to win people to Christ and, yes. and, and take as many people to heaven as we can and, and whatever it takes to do that. But, but, you know, even having you here on our podcast, I really feel like this is, this is the way it should be. It's not yes. about... Well, you know, we can't have another pastor of another church on our podcast because people might hear that and think, well, I want to go to his church, you know. Big deal. I hope they go to your church, yeah. you know, because it's not it. And you, we've all heard the statistics. Every Sunday there's, thir- you know, there's 60,000 people in Lawrence County. Uh, 13% of them go to church. So there's plenty of people around. I yes. mean, let's, get, let's get busy getting those. But I, I agree with you. I mean, to be able to link up arms with, with other Fellow laborers, whether whether they are, you know, like I said, Nazarene, Methodist, Baptist, doesn't matter. No. It does, it just doesn't matter. And and I said this to our men's Bible study last night, which by the way, we have a men's Bible study every Sunday night, six o'clock, nine oh one, solid or really. <laughs> Iron sharpens yeah. iron. Every- <laughs> That's good. I like Thanks. you you know that and most of the guys in the meeting don't know that that's what <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> is that every Protestant evangelical church believes the basic tenets of faith? God created the earth. Man fell from grace. Jesus died on the cross. He was buried, resurrected, ascended to the Father, left us this thing called the Bible as an instruction booklet on how we should live. We all believe that. You Amen. believe that. I believe that. And one day he's coming back. And he's coming back. Hallelujah. But for some reason, when you say, uh, well, your church of God, does that mean you're Pentecostal? You believe in speaking in tongues? And we start talking about the distinctives rather than the things that we have in common. And uh, it was Trent Carpenter. I just call him out. It was Trent Carpenter one day that asked me. He's like, so you speak in tongues and you think that makes you better than me? He wasn't being ugly about it. He was just he was genuinely asking the question. And, and again, I don't, I'm not smart enough to come up with those, these kind of answers, but it's like, no, it, it doesn't make me better than anybody makes me better than I would have been without it, but it doesn't make me better. And and I'm, I'm going to get myself in trouble with, <laughs> with Church of God leadership at this point. 
Speaking in tongues is not a prerequisite to go to heaven, right? right. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever, whoever believes, on believes on him will not perish but have everlasting life. Mm-hmm. So let's just get together on the similarities, yes. right? And forget about the, the distinctives, what separates us, because th- those are the things that I think the enemy uses to divide us. You know, that, that's been his, his strategy since the garden. Divide and conquer, divide and conquer, divide and conquer, divide. And it's working. And and when the world laughs at us because they're like, they all have the same Bible, but they can't agree on anything, you know, and they, and they laugh at us. And so I think it's time to link arms. And, and if, you know, if the DNA uh, of one church fits somebody better than the DNA of another church, then that person needs to go to the church where they feel like that that's, Absolutely. that's where they can go. You know, our DNA is not, it's not like other churches. I mean, we, we we don't sing hymnals. We don't use the King James only. We do use King James, but not King James only. We're, we we don't wear. We don't have a bunch of people wearing suits and dresses. But that's our DNA. And and I actually had a friend that came and and uh, he was looking for a church. And we we went through the whole service. And afterwards, I go to him. I was like, coming back. He's like, nope. <laughs> like, okay, okay. What's up? He goes, you don't preach hard enough. Hmm. Now I can remember a time that I would have th- went back to my office and thought, now how can I preach harder? And if that person's listening, that has changed <laughs> over the past six months. Over the past six months, everyone walks out with bloody toes. Like he is coming at us. Including the pastor. Yes. He goes out with bloody socks. Steps on his own toes. Too. He has been going hard at it. But, you know, if a person if a person in their DNA needs hymnal singing, there's churches here that, that, that do right. a steady diet of hymnal. And so forget about those dis- those distinctive things, and let's just find places where we can plug people in for the kingdom and, and advance the kingdom. Forget about this castle-building stuff that, mm. that people are involved in, that, you know, this is my church, these are my people. No, no, no. It's God's people. It's God's people. Them's ain't my people. Them's God's people, <laughs> you know? And, and so it's so refreshing just to hear that coming uh, from someone that is from a different denomination than what we are. And uh, and it's just refreshing to hear it, and and I and I look forward to coming events and times when we are able to labor labor together, and and to see things happen for God because we just believe in Jesus, That's right. you know, not because we are walking around with our uh, you know declaration of faith and hitting people with it and saying this is what you need to believe, just believe in Jesus now. You know, I, I do think that that leads to our life changes. Just like you went through one, I went through one. Are you still going through? The, no, you went through your change thing. Um, <laughs> what in the world? So about Jesus changing us. I was making sure that you're there. You, you're changed, right? That's, I know, but that just sounded so awkward <laughs> talking to a woman. You went through the change, through right? The change. <laughs> <laughs> he just now connected that. Is it? But see, that's not how my mind works. All right. Uh, that's 32 minutes, 50 seconds. <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> uh, uh, what's your pronoun today, Holly? Oh, oh no. No. I know. Listen, go back to season this, one. Uh, this, that's a whole Se- other season. That- season, <laughs> season one, we talked about it in season yeah. one. So if you have a problem, you go back and see what we thought about it in season one. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, you, you said you have uh, three children. Yep. And, and they're going to be in the South Point school system. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was awesome that I, I know Robert Dillon was kind of the uh, point person for that prayer t- thing. But yes. It was birthed in, in at the church there. 
And I thought that was awesome and, and uh, for us to be able to participate in it. And we went up to the high school and middle school, and then we went to Burlington Elementary, and there was different people there mm -hmm. than what was at the high school and the middle school. And I just thought that was awesome. We need more of that, you know, cover our teachers and students and administration with, yes. with prayer and, and see them uh, protected from, from how the world attacks them and, and how the enemy comes against them, and, and they need that protection. Uh, and so I, I appreciated you guys being the kind of the spearhead on, on that. So and one of our students um, went, and uh, he's not even in the South Point School District. No. He goes to another school uh, that I didn't know existed in this area until very recently. <laughs> well, I we didn't. don't call it out. I'm don't not going it. to, okay. but I literally didn't know it was a thing. <laughs> Anyways, but he's there, and he comes up to Ryan, my husband, not you, um, who's our <laughs> youth pastor and associate pastor. But and he comes up, he goes, "You want to go lay hands?" And he, they want, he wanted yeah. to lay hands on, and he's what a sophomore in high school. I think so, yeah. Um, but that started somewhere because at youth camp this year. They would go 30 minutes before service. Our kids would go 30 minutes before service and pray outside the building at mm. camp. And so just those little things. And we tell our kids all the time, you know, you take that. Our big thing is knowing him and making him known. That's kind of like Journey's thing. I've said thing a lot of times. Yeah, why don't you find another word? Thing. Uh, <laughs> um, well, you did say it differently then. Thank you. Thing. But it's so important thing. for us to to plug that into especially our young kids because you you know we we all know the backlash that that even doing those prayers got yes. and so that's one of the things that we are trying to to plug into our kids is to connect with other kids from other churches at school like you need to connect with these kids you need to reach out to the kids that are sitting by themselves you need to reach out to the kids that might not be very popular you need to go talk to people you need to you know pray take your bible that you can take your bible to school you're not you're allowed to do that right. what they're not going to allow be allowed to do is our, our youth pastor is not going to be able to go in there yeah but you are in there so you go in there and you be the difference and um and so we encourage them to find other christians to you know get together and pray you know pray over your food at lunch do these things yes. because that's that's what's needed. We tell, he says it, we say it all the time. It, and I, Friday night we had a lock-in, and I was praying that same prayer, that a fire needed to be started in South Point. And it wasn't here at Tri-State Worship Center. Was A fire needs to be started. And I'm telling you what, it is going to start in the youth. That's yes. where it's going to start. And it's going to be kids like him, I won't say his name, but that is like, I don't want to just stand up here and pray. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to stand beside my mom. I'm going to go and I'm going to lay hands on this school that I don't even go to. Right. And I'm going to pray for it. Like that just, that's amazing to me because people are, they just want hope. They're looking yeah. for stuff. Well, especially in the generation that, that we see where, you know, let's just be honest about it. Hope is something that is, is missing yeah. with a lot of kids. And in some cases, because they've been told they're here by accident, yeah. you know, that they weren't created by a creator, but that there was some big bang that happened, and here we are, and there's nothing after this, so what hope do you have? Yeah, and, and however you feel is what right, you are. Right, yeah, yeah. Are. We've yeah. replaced biology with psychology. You know, it's how I feel today. And and I think that, that it takes uh, a young man like that, we're going to, we'll call him Young Man B, um, <laughs> that, you know, to be able to, to, to make a difference yeah, absolutely. and, and not, and, 
I mean, look at look at how this conversation has gone. <clears throat> we talked about you know crossing the lines of denominational barriers, and he's crossed the line of school district barriers, mm-hmm. right? Because and, and and it because it's not about the school that you didn't even know it existed or not. It's not about that. It hits about God to yes. him. And I think that, that we could probably learn something from that, you know, to, to be able to to impact the kingdom and to be able to do those kinds of things, not worrying about, here's what I know, here's what I know. If, if Tri-State Worship Center does whatever we can do to impact the kingdom, the Lord will, will add to our number. Well, I don't have to worry about that. The Lord will bring us what we need to be able to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. And the same, in yes. the same way with the, with South Point uh, First Church of the Nazarene. If we just do what we're supposed to do, we, we've never been told to try to compete with somebody. No. We've right. never been told to try to be jealous of somebody. We've never been to, but again, the, the enemy's schemes from the beginning. Been so territorial. Country. Yeah. 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 Uh, I wish I could remember exactly what the quote was. Uh, uh, Craig Rochelle wrote a book. Uh, uh, it's all about it, or something like that. And 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 he he made this quote. He's like, people that become territorial about their ministry really become divisive. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, that it is. It's like, no, this is my church, my ministry, whatever. And you can't cross the line. And what that does, it doesn't really promote unity in the body. It promotes division. Right. You stay over there. I'll stay over here, and we'll. You know, we'll all be okay. And, and so some of the things that you've said, Ryan, are just so refreshing to hear. And, and uh, you know, maybe, I mean, I'm, I'll be the first to admit, maybe after being here for 20 years, I need to hear those things again. Because, um, you know, for, for the first 18 or 19 years, it, it was it's difficult to get congregations and pastors to link arms. Just That's just be honest about it, you know. I mean, there's there's some pastors in this area that I've really tried to go to lunch with for 20 years, and and for whatever reason can't make that connection. And I just feel like that this fire, I I I I feel like something is stirring as yes. well. But I really feel like if the pastors could just ever get together, because everything starts at at, at the top. Everything starts with leadership. The the oil in, in Psalm 103 went from Aaron's beard, right, down to the hem. It started at the top and went down. And and I really feel like that, um, you know, we, we need to be connected. And yes. I'm so thankful that, that at least I'm going to say you and I are connected. You don't have to confess to that <laughs> if you don't want to. But I feel like we are, and I feel like we did from, like you said, from that very first day. Um and I feel if we could get we could get everybody on that page, I think it would be awesome. Uh, we gotta we gotta wrap this thing up somehow. You know, when it comes to the territorial thing, you know, yesterday during Sunday school we were talking about. Um, so there's four accounts of a woman anointing Jesus. Some people think they're all the same person, but other people think that John and Luke is one. And that Matthew and Mark is another one. Mm-hmm. So the one we talked about was the two similar stories, which was Matthew and Mark, where it was the woman who anointed his head um, when he was at Simon the leper's house. But one of the things that we talked about was, you know, he was at Simon the leper's house, and other other um, versions say Simon the Pharisee. So this was a man who was a religious man who were assu- assuming got leprosy, was out of the church at that point mm-hmm. because he was Couldn't banned. Yeah. Evidently he's healed now because he's got a house full of people and Jesus is there. And then here comes this woman to anoint Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's not where 
the son of God would have been expected to be, mm-hmm. right? No. And Bethany was known as a place that was poor and where sick people were. Mm-hmm. That's where Lazarus was. And so she goes and she breaks this bottle of perfume. And we I won't go into all the details, but this perfume, you know, they say it cost a year's wage. It had this, um, I think it's called Natard that's in it. Um, and it's imported from India. It's all these things. But when she broke the perfume, there's not one person that was in that house that couldn't smell it. Yeah. Her sacrifice and her worship changed the aroma of that house. Yeah. And so we, I, I, that's what our challenge was to the kids is, and I know it sounds kind of corny, but what smell are you producing mm-hmm. in the atmosphere? Are you walking in a room and, and making it smell like Christ? Or are you walking in a room and stinking it up? Yeah. You know, and, and that, I feel like that's a call to all of us. You know, people should know you're a Christian by a t-shirt that you wear mm-hmm. or a bracelet. They should know it by your love. Love for other churches, love for other people, love for sinners, love for everybody. That's how, that's how they know. Mm-hmm. Not by I go to church two times a week. Right. Yeah. But what do I look like when I'm at work? When I'm at home? Are you being the church? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And and we, I started that yesterday in, in the sermon about you know making sure that we are. What's the old saying? You know, preach the gospel. Sometimes use words. You know, it's how it is how we project, and you know what our neighbors think about Jesus is dire- directly proportional to what they think about us because mm. we're supposed to be representing that, and uh, we don't want to stink it up. We don't want to stink in it. In the words of Holly. And Schneider. the last thing I'll say <laughs> is we talked about it on Wednesday night too. If we open a box of Oreos, a bag of mm. Oreos, merch, and, and you pour out Oreos, right? Why? Because that's what it says. But if someone opens up your box of Christianity. And they were to pour out the contents, what would it look like? Mm. Hopefully and I, not. I said Sunday after, because when Ryan did that, I mean, that really made me think. I said, the last thing I would want my box to be full of is nothing. Yeah. I mean, I, I want it to be full of something service, mm. love, fruits, all of these things. But so many Christians are walking around with empty boxes. Mm. And it's just, that's why we can't get out there, because they don't have anything to give. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sad. I'm hungry now. sorry Ryan thank you so much for for hanging out with us Um, I hope it wasn't too painful Uh, try to have a little bit of fun but yet talk about things of the kingdom that are important and we appreciate you coming and sharing with us and kudos to you I don't know how old you are but you accepting the calling a little bit later in life than a lot of Mm -hmm. people I think that's awesome I really do he's only 12 he's not (laughs) (laughs) ripe old age of 13 yeah I accepted the call (laughs) On my 12th birthday. <laughs> um, but anyway, we, we really appreciate you being here. And, and God bless you. Praying for South Point First Church of the Nazarene. We, we believe and are looking for great things there. Uh, because, every again, everything rises and falls on leadership. Yeah. And and I just I believe in you, man. I believe that I you got the goods. Hey, if we I, have any listeners yes. that don't have a home church, yeah. 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 both of our churches are located on Solida Road. Yeah. yeah Get off the highway and take a right or a left. Either yeah. way, yeah. you'll end up by you'll one of Jesus. Whether, <laughs> one way or the other. Wait, whether you're right or left, yeah, that's right. you're going to find your church. Find so. church. <laughs> Do you want to say what the times are for your services? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, sure. Um, Sundays at 940 is uh, Sunday school. 1040 is worship. Um, we do have an evening Bible study on uh, Sunday nights at 6. Cool. Coming soon, we're going to have a uh, Bible study on Wednesday nights at 6.30. Cool. Awesome. So, Great. Yeah. Well, uh, you can uh, you can find out information by uh, looking up South Point First Church of the Nazarene on the web. If you want to find out about Tri-State Worship Center, www.tswc.org. Or as we call it, the NAS. The Na- we do it's call it the NAS. The yeah, NAS. we always say, yeah, yeah. over there at the NAS. Yeah. Um, and, and we appreciate you tuning in and listening. Uh, and, and God bless you. Uh, we'll be up uh, next week with another episode. Uh, but until then, uh, we're just saying. See ya. <laughs>